on the roster. Good morning. Good morning. Sisters and brothers in Christ, good morning. Good morning. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Yes. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Because yes. he made it. Yes. He gave us another chance to, to make it right with him. Yes. Amen. Amen. So I'm asking him to lead me. <laughs> Guide me, oh Lord. Yes. Lead me. Good. And if you lead me, I can't go astray. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 So this morning, Pastor called me Friday, I believe it was, and he was saying that he wanted to get back on course for the women ministry. Mm -hmm. I'm a little shaky right now, but that's all right. Hope goes. Come on in. You're welcome. Amen. Um, he asked us to give a few minutes of uh, exhortation or encouragement to us for this time. That's right. Well, I talked to the Lord, and I'm not lying. I talked to him, and I said, I don't know what to tell him. So, uh, sitting there and looking at the Bible, and I, I was going to go another way, but he said, no, 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 no. You ask me. <laughs> you ask me. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you. Amen? All right, so because we are in such perilous times, he sent me to the book of 2 Timothy. The third chapter, talking about difficult times for Christian services. Perilous times. That's what difficulty is. Perilous times. And these times right now are perilous. They're difficult. Everything is happening. Mm -hmm. So th this, this lesson here talks about a, a season before Jesus comes back. Yeah. But Timothy wanted to talk to, I mean, Paul wanted to talk to Timothy mm -hmm. about these times. Yeah. See, the preacher wanted to tell his students something. Yeah. He said, I need you to know. I need you to know how to deal with these difficult times. Yeah. Because they are difficult. Yes. You know, y'all, time is winding up. Yes. Yeah. It's getting late in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. And the sun is going down. Yeah. Yeah. Late in the evening. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'm not going to be long. Let me just do what the Lord has given me to do. He said in that third chapter, the first verse, say, but know this, Timothy, yeah. that in the last days, perilous, difficult, difficult times before Jesus comes back, uh -huh. will come. For men will be lovers of themselves yeah. and lovers of money. Yeah. Now, it's a whole lot of little nuggets in here down to the seventh verse. Yes. And I don't have time to cover them all. Just a few. Yeah. So Paul said, this time here that I'm talking about reveals a sense of urgency. Yeah. It's time for us to get in a hurry 
to know how to handle what? These perilous times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he says, the last days uh, began after Jesus' resurrection, after he rose. He said, when the Holy Spirit came upon the believers in Pentecost. Yeah. Last days. Mm -hmm. Well, when the Holy Ghost came upon us. You see, Paul was in prison. But he wanted his boy Tim to know what, how to This is just the same way our pastor does. On these Bible study nights, he's trying to prepare us for times that are pretty difficult. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. See, Paul says... I need you to know how to lead these people. Not that, and, 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 and this is what Pastor tried to get, get us to do. Try to help us to lead our division that he's assigned us to. Yeah. Trouble times. Yeah. And some of these verses, by saying we are living in difficult, Paul says, look Tim, I need for you to check these things out. Some of these things out. So you can know how to handle them. Handle you see, this is a time of me myself and I. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. He says money is a God. Money, the love of money. What? Y'all know what it is? It's the root of all evil. Money, 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 money. He's some dog days, y'all. You know, he, he give you a little bit. You know what? You need to learn how to put some of it back. Yeah. But dad told my son a long time ago. He said, son, if you don't do nothing but put $5 back every time you get your paycheck. Yeah. I wonder how much he would have right about now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, just a few nuggets. He's talked about being proud. One who thinks more highly of themselves. Yeah. You ain't no better than me, and I'm not no better than you. <coughs> then he talks about blasphemers, speaking evil of others. And you know what? They speak evil of God. That's the worst thing you can do. He'll take you out on that. Then he said, disobedient to parents. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You see some children in, in the store and Mama trying to tell them, y'all sit down. Why you think the teachers can't tell them nothing? Oh. Oh. That's right. <laughs> Little asteroids, I ain't say, I, <laughs> I couldn't be no teacher. Because they find it running around on the, on, the ceiling, on the ceiling thing. I just want to take them some time and just put them up there and let them run around. Because Mama can't tell you nothing. That's the last will. Okay. Then, and then he said, they're unthankful. Yeah. Unthankful. I want this. Mama, Mama, you cook this here dinner today. I don't want this. Wow. You ain't got no choice. You better say it again. Then they're unholy. These dark days. Unholy. No reverence for God. No respect for the elders. None. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Unforgiving. You want somebody to forgive you, but you don't want to forgive them. But God told me in the Word, if you don't forgive them, you can't talk to me. 
it's, it's a few more. Then he talks about slander. You're, you're a false accuser. People in jail right now ain't done nothing. Somebody done accused of something. Them little Karens has accused these black boys of doing something. Y'all know who Karen is? Yeah. <laughs> Put them in jail and they ain't even do it. They ain't done nothing. Look at Emmett Till. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Slanders. Yeah, you, somebody gonna promote you on a job? And the people go, they pull you down. It's like crabs. Yeah. You know, you got them in the bucket. I'm talking about perilous times, y'all. Mm -hmm. Then they got brutal. Inhuman to human. Inhuman. I got my gun, and you ain't done nothing to me. Bam! Yeah. Nothing. Just take a look at TV the other day. Now a little girl on that school. I know y'all saw this on. I look at 13 News. She was on the news. The police took her, slammed her down on the ground. Then they said they hadn't charged him with nothing. Then Breonna Taylor. They ain't charged those people for nothing. They shot that baby. I don't know what I would do. If, if, if somebody did that to my babies, I just don't know. But, but, but I, I got to trust in God. Yeah. I got to trust him. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else? He get headstrong. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm about to finish, Pastor. Right. That love is a pleasure. Yeah. Oh, I got a boat. I'm going out today. I'm going on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Love is a pleasure. You forget about how you got it. Let me tell you, we can hide our sins for a while, but eventually, huh, you know what happened? Yeah. The truth yeah. will be yeah. unveiled. Amen. Yes. Perilous times. Thank you. Second Chronicles told us, I'm about done, y'all. He ain't give me much time. <laughs> he says, perilous times. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. Yeah. If yeah. My people yeah. who are called by what you got to do? Humble yourself. You can't be haughty. Humble yourself. He says, call my name. Seek my face. Turn. That's what you got to do. You got to turn from your then, then, only then, only then, you will hear from heaven what's going to happen. I will heal a man. But that's what's happening with this virus. Every day, somebody is dying. Y'all, this, this thing is real. All they're asking you to do is wear a mask. Wash your hands. Yeah. Socially distance. Yeah. They're telling us to do that. We ain't doing it. No, they in the club, finger popping. Finger popping. Yeah, they out there. Y'all know it. I ain't telling no lie. They know it. But y'all know what great is he? That's in me. That he? That's in this world. So, I just want y'all to be encouraged. Yes. Just stay faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ in these perilous 
difficult time. But all the stuff that Paul went through, let me tell you what happened. In this church, Paul told Timothy that people who obey God and live for Christ will be what? Persecuted. Because they're going to persecute you. They're going to talk about you like a dog. You ain't done nothing to them. But be kind. They're going to persecute you. But then let me tell you what else he said. Don't be surprised when people don't understand. When they criticize you. Even try to hurt you because of what you believe in and how you live. Don't give up. See, I'm not going to throw in the top. Yeah. I could have, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I ain't. Yeah. I ain't throwing in the top. Yeah. God told me I'm going to walk beside you. He said, I won't leave you, and I won't forsake you. That's what he said. He told me that. So in these difficult times, and there have been some, I had that bad boy called the virus. I had it. Yeah. Didn't know I was in this world. Yeah. Couldn't see my babies. Yeah. Couldn't see them. They wouldn't let me see them. Yeah. Yeah. But God, I talked to him. Yeah. I talked to him yeah. while I was laying in that bed. Right. That's what I told him. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. You can't have what God has given me. Time of God, our Father. It's once more and again your poor, weak, and humble servant comes before you with outstretched hands. And in our coming, Father, we come for no shape, form, or fashion, and neither an outside show to a dying and unfriendly world. But Lord, we come realizing that we need you. And we can't make it without you. Realizing, Master, that you are God who sits high, but yet looks low. And Lord, before we dare start asking for anything, we want to take time out to say thank you. Realizing, Master, that we have so much to be thankful for. That if we had tongues of 10,000 angels, we still couldn't say thank you enough. But Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your patience. We thank you, Master, for allowing a people like us to call upon a holy and righteous God like you. And then, Master, we thank you for last night's laying down. And then, Master, as we stumbled and slept in the very image of death, it was you, O oh God, who kept a watchful eye over us all night long and didn't let any hurt, harm, or danger come upon us. We say thank you. And then, Master, early this morning, just before the break of day, you touched us with our finger of love. Bid our golden moments to roll on just a little while longer. And we say thank you. You gave us a reasonable portion of health and strength. 
we say thank you. And then, Master, you gave us the activities of our limbs. We say thank you. You gave us, Master, a reasonable portion of health and strength. And we say thank you. And then, oh God, you led us out here to the house of worship. We say thank you. And then, Master, here we are, 31 days into a brand new year. And you've kept us. We say thank you. And then, oh God, now, Lord, we ask, Master, that you would look in on the sick all over this land and country. Father, we know that you are a doctor who's never lost a patient. So we ask right now, Master, in the name of Jesus, that you would be a doctor for him. And then, Master, those that are, have rule over us, we pray, oh God, that you would touch them right now. Touch them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Strengthen the Master where they may be weak and build them where they may be torn down. Lead and guide them in the way that you would have them to go. And then, oh God, we ask, Master, that these thy people that hear that's under the sound of my weak voice, I pray, oh God, that you would touch them. Prop them up on every leaning side. Bless them in a manner that you see fit. And then, Master, we ask, oh God, that you would look in on Pastor Bruce. We ask, Father, that you would touch him from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. Crown his head with more wisdom and more knowledge. Give him a better understanding. Give him a preach word to give to our people. And then, Master, us as our people, we ask the Lord that you would give us a ear to hear and a heart to receive. Not just him, O oh God, but remember his family in its entirety. We ask, O oh God, that you would throw your loving arms of protection around them. Keep them from all hurt, harm, and danger. And then, O oh God, we ask, Father, that you would remember my family. Touch them right now. There's anybody in the ark, outside of the ark of safety. We pray, Master, that you would touch them before it's everlasting too late. Yeah. To me, without divine Holy Spirit, yeah. creating me the right spirit. Wash me, purge me, make me white as snow. Take me by the reins of my mind and lead and guide me in the way that you would have me to go. Strengthen me where I'm weak, build me where I'm torn down. And then, Master, we're traveling days over down here. Pray, oh God, that you would give me a resting place. Somewhere in thy kingdom, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Justice. And same thing was happening back in the days of Israel in the book of Judges. But in the midst of that, there is a family down in Bethlehem of Judea. And the Bible says that you know, they let us know that that they was in Judea, Bethlehem, which is called the House of Bread. Mm -hmm. Trying to paint a picture here, and the text, the text, the text opens saying that now it came to pass, it happened. This is the timing. Follow me, and I'm just gonna walk through these verses, and we're gonna pull some out here to show you how you can overcome bad decision. But we want to recognize what was the bad decision. Because we never will understand how to overcome if you don't recognize what it was. Come on here somebody. So you, 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 you never will overcome a problem if you don't realize that you got a problem. 
Yeah, you got to acknowledge. The first step of overcoming anything is acknowledgement. Now it came to pass, the text says, it came to pass, it happened in those days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. It was a famine in the land of the house of bread. Bethlehem, Judea. Yeah. The place where bread, yes, both been plenteous. Yes. The place where needs was being met. Yeah. Can I get a witness here? Yeah. But it was a famine in the land. Mm -hmm. Follow me here. Famine in the in the Old Testament represents, symbolizes God discipline on disobedient people. God has a way. I wish I had somebody here. God has a way of, of, of getting us, of getting our attention. Every now and then, if he has to do something that causes a little pain, causes a little uncomfortableness in our life because of our disobedience, God know how to. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I say God know how to. So God, every now and then, God will send a famine because of the disobedience of the children of Israel. He let a drought come. He let a famine come. They, they, they started being in want because they didn't have everything their heart desired, what they needed. Yes, sir. Anybody ever experienced that in their life? Yes. yes. That, that you had a little lack of some things and yes. it really came because of the fact that you realized that, that you had done something against the will of God. You got out of the will of God, and then that start coming a family in your land, in your pocket, yeah. in your bank account. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh my. Can I get a witness here? God, 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 God. So God allowed famine to come. And so in this, watch the text. Watch the text. So watch the text. In the famine. The Bible said a certain man of Bethlehem, Judea, went to sojourn in the country of Moab. And his wife and his two sons, right off the cover, seemed like nothing is wrong with that. Because if even you and I, especially men that really love their families and love their children, they're going to do everything to make sure bread is on the table. <laughs> but it, it all depends on why you go get the bread? <laughs> it all depends on how you get the bread. Can I get a witness here? And, 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 and I would say it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing when 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 you love your family and uh, you have to do what you have to do, but make sure that you check with God before we make a decision on doing something. The text does not show us that Elimelech checked with God <laughs> to go down to Moab. Because Moab is a pagan nation. It's where they were worshiping Baal. He leaves a land of blessing to go sojourn in a country of Moab where paganism. Other words, let, 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 let me tell you what happens sometime in our life. We make decisions, bad decisions, on what we see. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Let me, let me. Anybody ever made a decision on what you see? Yes. Yes. And, 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 and so the Bible happened to see that he seen that was a famine. He wanted to do something about the famine, but he didn't check with God. And I venture to say to you today that whenever you make a decision and you don't check with God, it could be a bad decision. 